many people are concerned about the so-called division uh, of the United States, American society conflict. You know that the division. Some people predict that they're, they're, this may this may lead to some kind of a coup d'état or a real division and real fight. You know, like a civil war. You know, but I, I don't subscribe to that kind of view. You know, I I still believe in the strength and soundness of American democracy. To the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Four. Today we're joined by Yoshihisa Komori, and he's going to be sharing with us his thoughts on the recent U.S. election results. Komori-san, thank you for joining us today. We're happy to speak with you. Yeah, th- thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So we're just a、uh, quick introduction of who Komori-san is to our listeners. Komori-san has worked extensively with the Japanese newspaper, just the Sankei Shinbun,、um, not just within Japan but extensively、uh, internationally with the Washington bureau as Washington bureau chief, London bureau chief, also in China.、Um, so today he joins us. Komori-san joins us to discuss the recent U.S. elections and the results of that. I I I need to remind you that I'm also bored. Uh, the Japan Four. Yes, that's the most important. <laughs> advisor, advisor to the Japan Four. And, and speaking of Japan Four, you know, I was very impressed with the、uh, renewed、uh, website, renewed、uh, uh, sort of the front page of the Japan Four.、Uh, I think which is which is, which appeared today. I think、uh, coinciding、you. with the third、uh, anniversary of the publication. Yes, thank you, and we thank you for your advice and for your wisdom, and also. For all the contributions you have over the years, you've published so many articles with us. Very informing, gives good perspective of a lot of the you know international relationships、um, Japan has with、um, the countries around, not just Asia but also with 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 Europe and the Americas. So yeah, it's, it's always been a yeah. Yeah. It's my pleasure, you know, to 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 work with you for Japan Forward. Thank you, thank you so much. And with that,、um, we have also Naito-san, who's the editor chief in Japan Forward, who's joined the session today, and we will ask you some questions. So、um, we thank you again for your time. Thank you so much, Komori-san. Well, and thank you for your contribution to Japan Forward.、Uh, we really appreciate it. That, and、uh, well, my first question is that.、Uh, Of course, you wrote to Sankei Shimbun and for Japan Forward the article "Huge Polling Flops in U.S. Election." So, and the the great uh, uh, blue wave for Biden never arrived. So,、uh, my first question is that、uh, whether the election is over or not. You know, clearly, it's not over yet. Uh, uh, there's not been the final tally as as yet to come, and uh, with uh, with a few uh, states, uh, the contested uh, states, uh, the margin of votes you know, between the, Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump is so small, and、uh, it's、uh, the subject of contention. And as we all know, Mr. Trump、uh, and his camp, his supporters have filed the、uh, suits.、Uh, Litigation uh, uh, against a number of uh, uh, official entities. You know,、uh, to remind you that the year 2000, you know, when uh, uh, election outcome had not been determined for 36 days, just over the、uh, issue involving one state, state of、uh, 
Florida. And it turned out that, you know, uh, the core of the issue was how to how to deal with this 500 votes. You know, but compared to that, I think uh, the scale of a possible uh, wrongdoing and the possible uh, abuse uh, of the, uh, involving the election process you know, is, is, is much more huge, you know, involving uh, several states and possibly involving uh, hundreds of thousands of votes. You know? uh, so it's, it's quite normal for Mr. Trump's side to file to register a complaint and point out the uh, uh, what they see as a violation uh, of the electoral uh, election voting and count, uh, counting so i think we should we should wait at least for, for exactly how long we don't know but but uh, we, i think we, we we would be too premature uh, to sort of uh, go along with the declaration uh, pushed by the Democratic side that this election is uh, is over. You know? yeah. I think uh, m- most of the so-called Japan Japan's major news media already went along with uh, that uh, uh, sort of a one-sided declaration. You know? Game game is simply not over yet. You know? Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, chatter on Twitter, even just for Japanese um, users on Twitter, saying that the election is not completely over yet. Um, and there's lots of peti- online petitions and people are campaigning for for votes or for signatures to for a recount or some more transparency in like, the, the count. To follow up that question, Komori-san, could you give us some, maybe your opinion or what would be a scenario if they do the recount or if they find that Trump actually won the votes? What can we expect there? Well, I think given everything is available, the information, it's at this point, it's still very likely that Mr. Biden will be the final winner. You know, it's a possibility, you know, uh, even though, again, it's not final uh, yet. So that means that we, sh- we, we uh, Japan, you know, should be prepared for the uh, prospect of uh, seeing new administration, Mr. Biden's administration. And... Uh, and and it wouldn't hurt us to uh, start preparing for that. And uh, on that, uh, our prime minister, Mr. Suga, already sent a congratulatory message. It's not a final official message as such, but I think in the form of Twitter, uh, an informal message uh, to to Mr. Biden congratulating. Mm-hmm. So that's a sort of a practical approach, you know. So it, it's not really inconsistent to say on one hand that the election is not over yet but but to 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 start preparing for the likely outcome likely prospect of uh, seeing uh, mr biden prevailing even though the world and as you mentioned to um president uh, President, prime minister suga has already congratulated uh, mr biden what predictions or what, what can what can you say about the the relationship between us and japan now that um, there's this big change happening, or people are already thinking about this big change. Yeah, yeah of course, you know, uh, people in the Japanese government, people who deal with the United States or deal with the U.S.-Japan relations, uh, started probably very hard thinking of what, what. Uh, kind of a policy or attitude uh, 
that the Biden administration will uh, assume you not know, to toward, toward Japan. And uh, uh, let's see, just, let's just for the sake of argument, or for the sake of a, sort of a rational, practical thinking, uh, let's say that there will be a Biden administration. And how would this administration face uh, deal with Japan, you know? Uh, and, and then you can speculate on a number of basic uh, factors, basic uh, probably components of this uh, new administration, you know? One is uh, clearly uh, Biden administration's policy toward Japan in terms of maintaining the uh, US-Japan security alliance. So, uh, this will remain firm and uh, unchanged and unchanged from the previous administrations, not just from Trump administration, but those uh, excessive uh, previous administrations. Mm -hmm. uh, incidentally, you know, uh, when I spent a lot of years uh, time uh, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, following uh, issues related to Japan, issues related to uh, Asia and the U.S.-Japan relationship. And it's, it's so clear that uh, American policy toward Japan uh, in a sort of fundamental sense uh, has remained uh, steady, stable, and uh, sort of a bi bipartisan, which is to maintain the secure and lasting alliance, security alliance with, uh, with Japan. And no administration uh, ever tried to change uh, the b basic uh, foundation of this policy, um, either, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. You know. So uh, Biden administration clearly will maintain this policy that, that is to repeat uh, uh, the maintenance of a defense alliance with, uh, with Japan. And, okay, so th that's, that's a part that I think Japanese uh, observers are, are watching, watching the development in Washington or the United States with some sign of a, a relief. You know? uh, mm. But going a little further, then, uh, the, okay, that's uh, support for the U.S.-Japanese Security Alliance, you know, then, and then you can get to the matter of degree, you know, Mm -hmm. How strongly or how demonstrably uh, will the new administration maintain the alliance with, with Japan? But that's the part that some some Japanese observers have some some concerns. So we have an issue with China, security issue with China, very serious and uh, pressing one involving the uh, uh, Senkaku Islands. And it's it's a open uh, fact and a source of concern that the Chinese armed ships uh, under the uh, People's Liberation uh, Navy uh, uh, coming into Japanese territorial water mm. almost every every day or uh, every week, you know? and then while declaring that the Senkaku Island belongs to China. Mm. So, China I mean, sort of maintained the position that it might resort to the use of force, to what they consider as the exercise of their uh, sovereignty, you know, territorial sovereignty, you know, taking over Senkaku Islands. You know. And then Senkaku Islands now under the Japanese administration is a, is a subject 
of the U.S.-Japan Security Treaty, you know, which means that if that part of the Japanese territory comes under attack by the third party, and then U.S. along with the Japanese self-defense forces come to come to defend it, you know. So if China attacks. U.S. will intervene. That, that's that's a, a very simple way of a sort of a crude way of putting uh, describing the situation. But but in, but in the past there have been some doubts and some ambiguities on the part of the uh, some U.S. administration as to the willingness or commitment to the defense of Senkaku Islands. You know? So it, I think it happened in a couple of democratic administrations in the past. You know, I, I will not name uh, the, the, which administration, but uh, compared to the Trump administration, mm-hmm. Biden administration's commitment to defense of Senkaku Islands may not be as strong. That, that's a, that's one source of concern. Huh? Yeah, I think that's that was also what I read on um, several articles and some and a lot of social media, where Trump had his position against China, and there were concerns yes. with um, many Japanese people that um, President Biden, Mr. Biden, will try to again maybe amend those relations or draw closer to china which 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 worried a lot of japanese people yes i I have to stress that i think japan japanese government as well as japanese people in general would i think welcome the advent of the biden administration for sure no i mean for a number of reasons you know but but at the same time if you were to raise uh, if you had to pick one single issue that could be a source of concern on the part of many Japanese, that, that, that as you as you as you said, as you mentioned, it's a it's a policy toward China, uh, the administ- American uh, next administration's policy toward China. You know, uh, we have been seeing Chinese aggressive behavior, that behavior that are not consistent with international agreements, international norms, and sometimes taking over uh, by force of some territories you know, in the, the South China Sea and dismissing the uh, decision against the Chinese action by international uh, International Court of Justice, you know, and then simply China under the leadership of Mr. Xi Jinping has been expanding its uh, influence, its uh, sort of uh, influence of a sphere of influence, and and Trump administration has been very determined and strong, and sort of trying to contain that Chinese advance. Uh, so our question, and then Japan as an ally of the United States also urged to go along with that uh, somewhat tough policy adopted by the Trump administration. And Mr. Abe, the previous uh, former prime minister, which reigned the Japanese government for almost 80 years, went went along with that American policy uh, adopted by Trump administration. So, So would Biden administration go along with that tough policy Toward China, and that's that's what we are wondering about. You know? Yeah, a lot of people are concerned, and um, 
worried, generally worried, or maybe because this happens when change when change happens, especially at the very top level and very top international level. So mm. let's just see, like you said, let's see how how things plan out in the next couple of weeks, the next couple couple of months. But I do hope that um, in somehow it'll be in Japan's favor, and I guess also the rest of the world's favor. If I may add, you know, I think Japanese Japan is clearly not a monolithic, you know, in in, in dealing with the United States or yes. dealing with China. Mm -hmm. So there are uh, some in Japan that would probably welcome a little less tough policy, tough Ameri less tough American policy toward toward China, if if the, if the United States loosen up its current position vis-a-vis -vis China, well, it, it, it might it might bring sort of a, a temporary stability, uh, kind of a truce. And uh, that's something that some Japanese, especially Japanese business leaders, some Japanese business leaders would welcome a less stressed, less tense relationship between China and the United States. You know? So we'll see, as you said, just we'll see. We, we, we shouldn't be uh, too hasty in prejudging what what has not happened yet. No. Yeah, so let's wait and see. Kumarasan has already observed eight times or the seven times U.S. presidential election. And uh, you're writing about, you know, this is a kind of very unique uh, presidential election, which uh, made a kind of very uh, divisive uh the uh, observers uh, even pointed out that the United States become un-United States. So uh, what do you think about this, uh, uh, let's say, uh, divisive uh, results? And yeah, what, the, what's going to happen and in the next? I mean, the divisive, me right? yeah. yeah. I, I think, as you said, I, uh, looking back, you know, I... Uh, I have counted how many times I, I reported uh, or I was exposed to the American presidential election in the United States. Uh, I mean, I, I, I covered the election campaigns as a journalist. And, and this one is very, very unusual, you know, at least for two reasons. You know, One is a sort of a uh, coronavirus. So the spread of the coronavirus really uh, sort of paralyzed the United States, the United States government, United States, American society, and, uh, and then that, that affected in very complicated, uh, complex ways uh, the election process, election results, you know. So, uh, for instance, the increase, this unprecedentedly uh, big number of uh, votes by mail. That's that's a, uh, I think it's a result of the coronavirus mostly. So so the coronavirus is a one factor that made this election extremely unique. And second 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 element that made this election uh, maybe special is the probably extent of a hostilities between the uh, current administration and opposition. And opposition meaning just not just the Democratic Party or Democratic Party supporters, but also major media. Uh, a, this is the first time that the major media, I, I venture to mention specific names like uh, CNN News, uh, New York Times, Washington Post, right from the beginning of this campaign was so openly 
critical. I said hostile to the Trump administration, and 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 that's fine. That itself to for any anyone or any entity, including media, to take a position, but. Uh, it's it's a public opinion. I mean, it's a public public uh, uh, entity, and and then news media, mass media should should remain some neutral and uh, objective. No, so uh, in, in this process, uh, and so anti-Trump uh, media almost totally ignored what uh, what the Trump administration accomplished. For instance, uh, economics in the early part of the administration, or actually up until the time of the uh, sort of explosion of uh, uh, coronavirus in the United States, uh, American economy was really uh, good, almost unprecedentedly good in, in terms of the growth rate, in terms of the uh, jobs, uh, very low uh, uh, unemployment rate and, and, and all that. A- anyway, so so this uh, hostility made, made this uh, election unique, and then so I was quite different from uh, the previous uh, seven, uh, about eight elections I, I, I have reported. You know, and then I think if I may say one thing about the media, so the election campaign and then this media's report reporting the way it reported on the election process was combined with the prediction by opinion polls. The opinion polls often conducted by the same media entities, like a, a media polling company complex. You know? uh, and uh, I, I should say that media's prediction was what turned out to be off the mark greatly. Remember that it's a real clear politics, which is often almost exclusively cited by the Japanese news media as uh, for the material for prediction for the outcome of the uh, election, consistently uh, reported and showed the uh, outcome that uh, Mr. Biden will prevail uh, easily. In fact, some media uh, based on this opinion polls are predicting that uh, there would be, there should be a great... uh, Democratic Party blue waves, mm-hmm. huge, huge waves. And that simply didn't happen. Well, mm-hmm. these are the, some of the observations that I, I made. Old-timer uh, for, for reporting on American politics. No, but very insightful even for for myself, who's just been uh, maybe over the last, what, 12 or so years, been interested in more of um, American politics because it does affect all of the economies around the world. If I may add, uh, many people are concerned about the so-called division uh, of the United States, American society conflict, you know, that the division. Some people predict that they, they, this may this may lead to some kind of a coup d'etat or a real division and real fight, you know, like a civil war, you know. But I, I don't subscribe to that kind of view. You know? I, I still believe in the strength and soundness of American democracy, you know. It's a, put it simply, Democrats and Republicans and conservatives and liberals, they fight over policies. They fight over their even philosophies, you know. They fight over the way that how their country should be, you know. And, but when, when usually that differences are settled by the outcome of the election, as as many Americans have ever said, uh, election has consequences. You know? And usually that that put an end to this uh, obvious, very acrimonious uh, fight. 
and and then and then for a lot of people life life goes on. So you know, that's the nature of American democracy to have the internal dissent, internal conflict. But but overall, I think that's United States of America goes on. That's that's my belief. So I just want to say thank you for all your insights that you shared with us today. I want to encourage our listeners um, listening to to this podcast to check out Komori-san's pieces on Japan Forward. Um, you can find him by typing his name Yoshihisa Komori and yes. his most recent piece is Huge Polling Flops in the US Election The Great Blue Wave for Biden Never Arrived Komori-san any last words to our listeners? Well th- 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 thank you and then Japan Forward for one has been uh, presenting a very objective picture multifaceted uh, picture of uh, what goes on in the United States you know so I hope uh, more readers would uh, sort of uh, have a more uh, more frequent access to Japan Forward. Thank and you. I wish you, I wish you guys around the Japan Forward a big success, continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, we're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This was the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward. See you next time.